Hi guys, welcome to the Holy Grail podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I'd just like to thank you for tuning in. Your ongoing support is what allows us to keep making and gradually improving our podcast. It would be a huge help if you were able to give us a like and a follow at the Holy Grail podcast on both Facebook and Insta. Click subscribe and maybe even leave a review on Spotify and Apple Music and share an episode with a mate who you think might enjoy having a listen as well. That would be so greatly appreciated. If you keep getting around us, then we can keep getting around you and staying in your ears. It's a bit weird, but it's all right. All right. Thanks, guys. Let's go. The Holy Grail Podcast. Welcome to the Holy Grail podcast, where you come to listen to shit pub chat and amateur analysis of all your favourite sports from two blokes who played a bit of one's country footy as kids and have a couple of fourth grade cricket premierships under their belts. My name's Tom, and as always, I'm joined by my best mate, Bailey Parker. How you going, mate? I'm good, mate. And I'll tell you what, I'm really excited to get into this episode, especially after that intro that just brings back so many memories of fourth grade cricket premierships. God we, God, we are just the kings of amateur sport, aren't we? Oh, I mean, just, yeah. I mean, we were playing fourth grade, which is, you know, it's objectively pretty ordinary standard. <laughs> but I tell you what, regardless of the standard, it's pretty fun when you're winning all the time. Well, I tell you, like, when, you when you think, when I think back, I think, hmm. Beating some uh, some young juniors, some young fourteen year olds that have come up to fill with their old man who can barely hold a career bat straight. It's not really fair, but far out it's been fun, <laughs> and we when make you, we you, make a good time out of it. When you're playing three sixty year olds and how many else do you need? Eight kids who are aged between yeah twelve, thirteen, or fourteen. You're um. <laughs> It, it can be pretty easy to roll them for 36 and then get those runs in three overs. But look, that just means you're at the pub by... What was our best ever? I think started I was just about to ask, I'm pretty sure best our best ever was like four past two. And we started... Yeah, I was going to say like, like 202 or something. I started, we, we didn't start until like 12.30 yeah, uh, one day. Yeah, because everyone was always hung over and late. Yeah, and I think that we ended up... I think we were at the pub punting by like five past two. So we'd yeah. knocked them over and made their runs, plus breaks, um, and like time to get everything ready. It was yeah, maximum an hour and yeah. fifteen minutes. Good days. So good days. They were the days, weren't they, mate? And uh, hopefully, hopefully we can scavenge up a few few of the boys again to go back to back to back. But uh, yeah, look, mate, I'm. I'm no no person to gloat about premierships. I haven't won a footy one yet, and 
My only ones that I've won are cricket ones and they've been in bottom grade. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I've won a, uh, a couple of junior ones, a second grade bloody Brocklesby and district one or one or two of them with Oakland's and then a couple of fourth grade ones. So yeah. look, it's not exactly winning the Ashes, but no. you know, we might not even be able to win that anymore either. So look, you take what you can get, don't you? Yeah, exactly right. And I'm just excited to talk break down of some more sports sport. Have you guys listen to us again and uh, give us your thoughts about how ordinary we are at our job? But um, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Absolutely, and for the first time, excitingly, we get to plug our new major sponsor, Gage Roads Brewing Company. So shout out to Mick who's hooked us up with some beers and merch, which is incoming. Oh, I'm hoping. I've got my fingers crossed. Yeah, it's only a, <laughs> <laughs> We've only agreed to it over emails thus far. But look, we're putting all eggs in the uh, Gage Roads Brewing Company basket. And yeah. luckily for those winners of both our AFL and NRL prediction competitions, which we covered AFL last week. I guess yeah. we'll get to the NRL at some stage later on. Yeah. Um, they all have a delicious six-pack of single-fin summer ales heading their way. So that's exciting for them. And now, Parks, it's early October, yeah? Yeah, it is. Daylight Savings has just clicked into gear, which, look, I'm loving the start of. The days <laughs> are getting longer, the sun's getting brighter, and summer is undoubtedly in the air. It's inbound. Now, what are some of your favourite summer activities, Parks? Well, to, that, to name a few, uh, firstly, we've spoken about it before, winning fourth grade flags. Yeah, um, yep. that is good fun. Uh, Saturday afternoons at the beach uh, yep. and hanging out with my mates. And you know what? Uh, there's something that always seems to bring that all together and make it fun, and that is beer. Beer that seems is beer. to make and, and I'll tell you what, the single fin summer ales... You don't miss out on any quality there. They are top-notch summer hours, and they are exactly what you need on a 40-degree day where the wind is even hotter than the sun, and you've just got to roll a team for 36. You think, shit, I'm thirsty. Yeah, This is yeah. exactly what you need. And they're a genuine summer thirst quencher. Let me just read something out. So I was just going through, you know the Dan Murphy's reviews? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was just going through, and there's a five-star review here from a bloke named Keith. No idea who Keith is, but Keith, just Keith to you know, be a ribbon bloke, of course. Oh, you can just imagine. And yeah. look, if Keith's getting around the single fins, then I reckon you probably can too. He said, <laughs> a terrific beer for a hot day, a really tasty brew, which is such a good alternative to the well-known brands. A very unique beer, slightly hoppy with a whisker of citrus, but still offering a sharpness. Whatever the fuck that means, I think he <laughs> says that it's a nice beer to sip on when it's sunny. Yeah, look, I, I like just putting beers back like the next bloke, but if you really want to enjoy your beers, you can't go past the single fins, mate. We, um, we're lucky enough that our uh, current football club, the Wollongong Bulldogs, are also in the pipelines with or they have got a, a little bit of a sponsorship going with Gage Reds Brewing. And we've they been do. blessed to be able to, just after we finish a game, blessed to be able to just not run over to the canteen, buy a couple of cans of single fin, and gee, they go down a treat, don't they? Yeah, couldn't agree more, mate. All right, enough of being a sellout. Don't yeah. come Monday. Don't come Monday. Don't come Monday. <laughs> All right, so 
basically, what do you got for me? What basically, for uh, I can I can only concur with what you've got so far. Um, but my my biggest one, and well, it could be my saddest one to be honest. But uh, don't come Monday, Gladys. She's oh, gone. Poor She's Gladys. And half of the New South Wales government, to be fair. Um, yep. uh, Barry is that his name? I can't even. Yeah, head. he's yep. out of here too. Yep. He said, "No, nah, I'm not. I'm not sticking around." Right, uh, I'm and out. Uh, we've got uh, young Perite, or, or however you say his name. God, they've got the weirdest name. Some of these blokes, don't they? Yeah, um, yeah. He he's taken up the spot, and there's a bit of controversy getting around about him uh, with his conservative uh, right wing yep. uh, opinions. Yep. Look, there are. I. I'm not going to get too stuck into politics. At the end of the day, we're a sports podcast and no one really gives a shit. If you want to listen to politics, head on over there. Um, but yeah, Gladys, she's thrown in the book. She's thrown in the towel, said that nah, I cannot stick around anymore. There's a few allegations. Oh, I'm not going to go into that either. But uh, yeah, she's she's out of here. Just when she just is. when the going was start, starting to ease, the, the, it wasn't so tough anymore. See yep. you later, champion. Yeah. Oh, it's an interesting one. I feel like... Like I've I've had a lot of like I don't know almost disdain for Gladys over the time like yep. you know it started with all the shutting down of festivals yep. there a couple of years ago and then you know this whole thing was an absolute balls up clearly yep. but then you bring in a bloke who's thirty nine and just like ultra ultra Christian and it's like oh yeah that's a pretty that's like a pretty fair like you know, resemblance of yeah. modern yeah. society. Yeah. Bloke who doesn't believe in, doesn't seem to back gay marriage or abortion or anything like that. So it just yeah. seems a little bit backwards, but hey, that's not for us to comment on, is it? No, no, it's <laughs> not. And uh, and we're not going to stick around on it either. I'll tell you what, Tom, I've heard so much politics over the last couple of days with everything <laughs> blowing up. Let me just go to the pub. <laughs> that's all yes, I need. Mean. That's all please. I care about. If it's Monday, please. if it's two Mondays from now, just tell me when I can go to the pub. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, and oh. my and my final one is actually uh, semi related to yours. Uh, Cam Munster. Holy moly, that bloke has had the book thrown at him. I heard yep. uh, by way of Jonty Smetzer that mm-hmm. he's been given handed out around 100k in fines and he's been sent to rehab really yeah he's got a 12 month drinking ban too yeah he's been like you sir you sit down and you do your job properly mm. um so mm. yeah mate look I, i'd like to hear what reese walsh is uh getting pushed at him because if the warriors want him to stick around it'll be here you go mate just come back here we'll give you a cuddle it's all going to be okay we'll give you a pat on the back just don't do it again. A little slap on the hand. Yep. Um, and Cam Munster has copped well, the full force. Now, just while we're on this, he has caught the full force, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I do have a couple of things on this. So the Storm's CEO has yep. come out and essentially said that that white substance that was in those videos, yep. boys don't know what it was. They were too drunk to remember and they just have no idea what that was. So uh, I've got the exact thing here. Give me one sec. You're right. It's, the Storms, um, 
The Storm's done. official position is that none of the three players can remember what the white substance on the table was. No, I don't believe they were drug tested, Rodsky said. Um, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but essentially they just said, nah, sorry, the boys were too, they were just too pissed um, that they just couldn't remember what it was. They How convenient. They couldn't, couldn't determine what the white substance was. So, look, that's a hell of a wool pull yeah. if ever I've heard it. But, yeah. look, the so Munster has been has got the book thrown at him, but at the yeah. same time, I reckon Melbourne might just be looking after him a little bit at the same oh, time. Oh, look, I think, the, I think that in all fairness, you've got to look at it in the sense that these boys are they just got no filter. Even like we'll talk about it later, the the Penrith boys are still having a crack. So yep. they should be. Yep. But they're all like um my mate Birdo is like going live on, Best on mate, Instagram Birdo. and and just like showing everything. And look, you're having fun and doing stuff and as long as you're not doing the wrong thing, do as you please. But wouldn't you think that the best idea would be just to, as you walk in the door, boys, here's a bag, put your phones in. The only form of Let's photography that can happen in there <laughs> is via a digital camera that you can yep. you can wind up, take the picture, yep. and then you have to wait three weeks until you take it to Big Dub or Kmart to get it printed. Yep. And then you go, you've got three weeks to go, hmm, maybe there's some shit in there that I shouldn't print. <laughs> The old, the old Kodak film camera. The old, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like the video of, or the photo of Big Cheese smoking, uh, doing up yeah. a little bit of a yep. microwave dinner for the boys. Yeah. Um, yep. no, so can't be having it. It, it, can't, it can't be a bad idea, I would have thought, Tom. No, uh, I think, I think there should it. just be a safe at the front of the... On, at the front door as you walk in, put it in, yep. lock it up, don't touch it again. Um, my last don't come Monday is a bit of a sad one. Um, obviously the bunnies went down. Congrats to the Panthers on what was, it was a hell of a footy game to be honest. Um, and the Panthers came away with it in the end, but a couple of blokes not coming Monday back to old South, Adam Reynolds, Wayne Bennett, Gagai, and now Benji announcing his retirement, uh, this afternoon as well So yeah. look, Bit of a sad one But those boys Ain't coming Monday So Rabbits yeah. are going to Try and find It'll be interesting to see Whether they can Go around again Without Those key figures Around the club I I, I think that You guys are going to be you still be competitive um, But Yeah No it was, a, it was a sad ending To see The likes of Like the greats That have played for for the rabbits over the far, past few years, um, and Wayne Bennett having such a massive um, impact on that club, um, and yeah, it's it's going to be sad to not have Benji Marshall in the game as well. Which is, uh, I mean, I think it was the right decision to make his retirement. Uh, I yep. think that if he went yep. around again, it was just a bit of a it would have been a bit of a letdown, uh, and obviously it would have been yep. great too if he, he'd won a premiership. I'd actually like to know too, Tom. I wonder what one of the Penrith supporters, like a proper Penrith supporter, mm-hmm. thinks of how Reynolds would have felt after missing that field goal. Uh, so oh, that conversion, sorry. Well, I think everyone, like 
everyone who watched the game yeah. and knows anything about like Adam Reynolds, the Rabbitohs junior coming all the way through, yeah. um, making it, you know, being a stalwart of this club. And then, look, being moved on, it's a bloody big call from the Rabbits, me- uh, like, you know, management or whatever. Yeah. But that's how it's playing out. And I think, like, it was almost the fairy tale there. It was yeah. ready, like, it was ready made for him. But, you know, in sport, the amount of times that a fairy tale ending happens is just so, so few. Exactly. Um, and, look, he, he kicks that. Oh, I don't know. Tough kick right from the sideline. But he probably kicks that 80% of the time, if not. Oh, I, um, I was saying to – I was sitting, sitting there um, watching it, and I was saying, he's going to hit this. He's going to nail it. Like, it's yeah. this is dead heat. No worries. And it, it was coming. It was coming. And then it just went – Just nah, didn't turn right again. have the hook. It did. It did turn right again. And, like, you keep got to keep in mind, it was the 70 – what sixth minute of a grand final like you're on your last legs he came into the game like he didn't kick in the prelim he yeah. had that groin injury so he's under that injury cloud like he had it all stacked against him right up against the um against the sideline but yeah i think just he's such like he's been such a good player but especially like he's been one of the best kickers in the nrl for the last decade you could probably argue yeah. Um, and yeah, I think we all just sort of almost expected him to kick it, um, but he missed. I think they had their they had their chances as well. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that if you look back before we get into it, we, we won't yeah. get into it now. But um, yeah, if you look back, the Panthers seemed to be in control for most of the game, and it was just that split yeah. moments that the rabbits like found something and they got through yep. and it was just that like yeah like you said that fairy tale ending that doesn't always happen yeah uh, like i said i would like to hear someone actually state that they weren't in some position to be on god i hope he hits this yeah like yeah because i was thinking like i was going for penrith but yeah i was like he's gonna hit this this is, and it's gonna be sick <laughs> so um, it just yeah it would have been cool but it wasn't to be and yeah bad luck boys and i mean we might as well just roll into it now um yeah, it I was so. as we've said it was a hell of a game um the rabbits only really attacked penrith's line i reckon three to four times yeah and they managed to score well they got a penalty they kicked dropped over a penalty goal um, and then early in the game, and then they've scored with that Cody Walker try. Was that was one of like if Rabbits win, that goes down as one of the all time great, yeah, like uh, grand final tries. Like that was incredible. He just pushed Cleary off like he was a little bitch, yeah, and then got around Edwards, who, look, in fairness, most of the people he got around were all under fairly serious injury clouds coming into this game. Yeah. Um, but he just made them look second rate, got around them all, got over for a try. That was incredible. Yeah. Um, but after that, I reckon South were in a position to score maybe three more times and they scored another one. It was Penrith who had all the ascendancy. I think Cleary, like Cleary's kicking game was absolutely incredible. It was first class. Yeah. Um, I think he forced five line dropouts. Um, and just kept, like, every single bomb would just land that 
two to three meters like from the try line yeah campbell graham or someone would be up there trying to catch it and then it was burton and it was um Crichton and these boys Isaiah Yo, who were just putting them either over the dead ball line or um, yeah into the sideline and yeah it was it was a master class oh 100% um yeah I think that you know you, you look look back at the game and um we speak about like I think there was a stat that I heard that clear uh, that halfbacks win the Clive Churchill medal like nearly 80% of the time or something yep. like that something yep. stupid That'd be right. it's genuinely like <laughs> nearly all the time um, yep. and a winger has ne- a winger or a centre has never won that was your thing wasn't it yeah yeah yep. so a, a winger or a centre has never ever won the Clive Churchill so look if Birdo was going to uh, your boy it, my boy, boy Matty he, I thought he was stiff I did yeah. think he was stiff and I actually yep. did tip him like I was like yep. mate he's first try scorer he had a couple of really crucial penalties that he um, pushed through. There was one there where he took, yep. uh, I can't remember who it was. might have been Jackson Johnson. Paulo. Well, Jackson took Paulo him took, the, took him the down. Yep. And, um, but then the only thing that I thought let him down was he um, he gave away a few penalties late that may have been a little yep. bit of a scar on him. Um, but then you could go back and say, well, Cleary gave away that Cody Walker try that was genuinely yep. soft he got thrown yep. overboard um <laughs> by a big cody walker <laughs> cody walker's a big fella but <laughs> clearly just got like ended yep. by him um yep. but yeah look you you gotta you gotta look at how good clearly was off with his boot um he yep. was he was like like always he's bloody magical with that boot so and um, South, yeah, he just forced, like, made it almost impossible for South to get out of their own end. And, like, yeah. obviously missing Latrell Mitchell. Um, if Latrell plays, like, do they win? You know, you can talk about that as much as you want. They, they probably do. Yeah. But South's back three in Jackson Paulo and, oh, their wingers especially in Paulo yeah. and Alex Johnston. They're yeah. great finishers. They're really speedy. Um, and they, like, finish off most of the chances they get. But bringing the ball out of their own defensive end, they're just, mm. they're little. They don't have, and like they were just getting monstered by the likes of Yo yeah. and the other um, Panthers middle forwards. Yeah. Um, whereas, and then Blake Taff as well. Like he tried hard, don't get me wrong, but Blake they Taff just had couldn't a good game, get, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But they just couldn't get like those half breaks. Whereas at yeah. the other end, Toto and Crichton were just so strong in their ball carrying. And they just make that extra five meters. Like yeah. they get that five post-contact meters every single time they touch the ball. Yeah. Um. And they could just get out of their end really easily, whereas South just kept getting pinned in. Um, yeah. And it wasn't if it wasn't for Cam Murray who came up. I think he had fifty-one or two tackles. He had fifty-two tackles and zero. Zero missed. missed. Zero missed. Ninety-seven meters. Two tackle breaks. A line break. Like, he was huge, but they just didn't quite... They just couldn't quite break the um, Panthers' defense. Like, no. they just pretty much pinned them down their half and then kept them there all game. If you look too, like, if you look back on any Souths games, you'll notice that um, Alex Johnson and Jackson Paulo, when they are taking those deep balls, they do a lot of sideways running. 
Blake Taft did yep. a lot of good forwards running, and I think yep. that he was he, he was takes the meters for sure. Takes yep. some meters. Um, so does Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards does a really good job of that too. Yep. But um, Johnston just wants to run sideways all the time. Yeah. And yep. when you're catching it two meters out from your own line, there's no running sideways. Otherwise, you're going into, into touch. So, yep. Yep. Um, you know, that's something that probably hurt hurt you guys is yeah that. That kicking from Cleary that just cramped his up, and you could just never yep. get past into a position unless you were getting penalties. Which brings us on to our next one: is there were no six again penalties given in the whole yeah, game? Right. In the whole game, the whole yep. game, there was not one. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because no, I, no, but that's I, probably I right. do not remember seeing yep. a single six again. I've heard someone else say that they didn't, they didn't see yep. one. Yeah, um, which look. It was a great game to watch, yeah. uh, and I thought it was great. But where's the fucking consistency? Like it's it, yeah, the whole 100%. of the finals, it's just built off penalties given for six again tackles, yet yep. and ruck infringements. Yet when you get into the big dance, you won't blow it. Mm. It's where um, like what do you think? What are your thoughts? Well, I totally agree with you. It was just like we said last week. Um, and Jai Arrow also he came on off the bench for the rabbits yep. his first run really kick out like it was accidental but it was yeah, a swinging was arm straight to the head yeah and then i think arrow initially passed his hia test and then after half time he was ruled out so also that was a huge loss like he was so good last yeah. week for the rabbits so yeah he was a huge loss to their forward pack as well but like uh is it Jared Sutton? He was really like he didn't want to give that a penalty. He was like, no. nah. Like initially, he's like, no, nah, that's all in the tackle, no worries. Yeah. But like, if that happens during the season, Kikiar probably gets ten. Now I don't agree. I don't think Kikiar deserved ten. It was nah. accidental. Um, and look, that's footy. Yeah. But it's like, like all season, that would have been ten in the bin probably. Yeah, um, and it just seems today they just change the way that they want to ref the game. It's probably better. It probably makes for a better spectacle, but it's yep. just like, well, if it makes such a good spectacle, why change? Yeah, <laughs> like, no. why not do the whole season like that? It's just weird. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I um, I, yeah, it's just the consistency that that concerns me. It's a um, yeah, like I like you like you said the the. Kickout didn't deserve to be put ten in the bin. Um, it definitely deserved a penalty. Um, yep. But even there was some consistent, um, some consistent chat uh, about the like in the commentary. And this will bring me on to my next point: the bias in the commentary. <laughs> but the they're talking about how like the rule doesn't make sense, and that yeah, yeah. it shouldn't be that way. Like it's a stupid rule yep. and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like fuck me sort your shit out nrl or is it like people don't understand the rule completely like are we is six again just something that we're pissed off about because we're not completely understanding of the rule and how it should affect the game or mm-hmm. like something like that but what what i wanted to speak about is the bias in the commentary that penalty where well, not the penalty but yeah, it was um, Reynolds it was kicked the, the ball. Arrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So this is when uh, Reynolds kicked the ball. And yep. I can't remember. It might have been, might have been. Uh, shit, I, don't, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, who it was, but basically, 
uh, it might have been Moses Leota, but yeah. basically he's come in to hit Reynolds uh, yeah. off the yep. kick and hasn't played at the ball. He's It's all in the tackle. Reynolds has yep. left it very late and yep. he's kicked it into him. Yep. It's then yeah, come off Moses and gone out of bounds. That is Penrith ball by the rule. Yep. But yep. even the players and the commentators were both sitting there going, that's a dumb fucking rule. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Why is that a dumb rule? Like, it's the rule. Like, <laughs> he hasn't played at the ball. If he'd played at the ball, yeah, sure. But he hasn't played at the ball. And that's the yep. rule. So why are we... Yep. St- why do we spend... Why do the commentators spend 15 fucking minutes talking about how there's a dumb rule? Uh, I think it's mainly just because Gus gets on his rants and just <laughs> yeah. no one can stop him. He's just, he's just like he rolls himself down a hill and he's a big man. We all know that Gussie yeah. and he just picks up momentum and he just keeps winding himself up and he just can't fucking stop. Um, I think, and like it was the same thing with that one I was talking about before when Kikau just whacked um, yeah. Arrow on the top of the head, knocked yeah. him out pretty much cold. Mm. And he goes, nah. No way. That's that's just like that's not a penalty. Yeah. He, he didn't even hit him high. He barely touched him. <laughs> yeah. And it's like Joao's this huge dude. Yeah. And he's just like laid out on the ground holding his head because he's been pretty much knocked out by Billy Kickout. Yeah. And it's like Bid clearly did hit him on the head with a decent amount of force. But, yeah. yeah. And it's just yeah, like I'm all about um, you know, having an input and like controversial statements that it kind of like it invites home viewers to kind of get yep. into it a little bit more and have their own kind of conversations rather than that dry yep, yep they're told to whoever <laughs> it's you know what i mean like it's yeah yeah it's great to hear but bring up the topic say what you think and then fuck off <laughs> like they spent genuinely 15 minutes of the game where important shit in the game was happening and they were just talking about this stupid fucking penalty which is not against any rules it is the rules as it states and if you think it's a dumb rule great but it's not going to change you talking about it for 15 minutes and what do you think about that rule do you think that that should have been Penrith Ball Uh, I don't really know I don't know I feel like just any game that so in AFL because there's no review system it's sort of down to just like interpretation in the moment mm-hmm. and it's just like if it goes one way or the other then that's just the way it goes and then you just move on yeah whereas with like most other sports now like um english uh the like soccer's got the var and yeah. rugby's got the bunker because you slow everything down you look at it so perfectly and like every little tiny nitty-gritty bit yeah it's gonna come up with like like there's gray areas in every rules and yeah. so at the end of the day like no one really knows and like it doesn't really matter but if it's just like yep that's the decision play on then you don't bother talking about it but because no, it's exactly. got you know captain's challenge and all this sort of stuff yeah um yeah i don't know i so i just kind of like that about afl as an yeah. afl person yeah um yeah, it's kind of, yeah. and there's no um, time to dwell on the decision yeah, yeah I think that's too. what I'm trying you, to say. Yeah, yeah. You, you basically like, you know, if it goes out of bounds, you've got to get to the contest because it's happening. Yeah, for sure. It's for not sure. waiting for you to talk to the umpire. <laughs> it's yeah. happening. Yeah. And I like the fact that, you know, um, 
that doesn't have an influence on the game. You don't need to organize yep. scrums and because like, that's the that's where it happens is when you've got yeah, time. Yeah, and you got time course, to go back and look at it. Yeah, for sure. Of course, too as well. Penrith, they're up at that point. They're pretty gassed. They're going to just go and have a discussion with the umpire just because it gives them yep. a two-minute break. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know? Get the water runner out there. You get a little bit of a breather. Then you can tack from there. Just fucking get it going. all right all right time to get on to some of the important stuff um the nrl the pre-game entertainment did you catch some of timmy trumpet and whoever the fuck the stafford brothers are i didn't i didn't actually hear it but i could see him on the screen yeah which automatically made me think i'm gonna make sure the volume stays on mute oh my lord in the whole of queensland all they could pick out was Timmy Trumpet, who, like, he it was, was a one-hit wonder. <laughs> he was playing at Wagga, like, <laughs> when he had that one hit. Like, Freaks was his big hit in like 2015 or whatever. Yeah. And the biggest gig he was get was he could get was at like Wagga or like New Year's Eve at North Gong. Like, yeah. It was a big surely, like it was a big song. Like it was it wrong. was massive. But like, what the fuck has he done since? And who is who are the Stafford brothers? Well. As I've got down here in our notes, um, the Stafford brothers must be so good. I've honestly never heard of them. Mm. They must be so good that they had a five-minute set and they played the majority of that five-minute set was the Fat Boy Slim um, right here, right now song. Obviously, they're DJs, so they can just press play and whatever they want. <laughs> but literally more than half their set wasn't even their songs. So I don't know if... I just don't know how they even know a thing. I, did, uh, I don't know who they are. What did the Hello Sport Boys say? They said, why doesn't Timmy Trumpet just stand behind the decks, plug his iPod shuffle in, and then bobble it? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can all agree that nothing's coming out of that trumpet. That is all least, for show. <laughs> wait, at least he gets up and tries to put on a show. The Stafford brothers just stood behind the jet, the decks, pressed play on the Fat Boy Slim um song and then just yeah. did a little bit of raving behind it like a little bit of fading that's the easiest what, paycheck you're gonna ever pick up jack kelly was doing that in my house for <laughs> a little while ago and it was sick and <laughs> don't get me wrong and he wasn't getting paid all he was no. doing i think i might have shouted him a beer and it would have been a hot cut and dry if anything yep. Yep. so um yeah and you know when you what? compare that when you compare that to the nfl who have just announced that their super bowl show is going to be dr dre uh, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and Kendrick Lamar, and Jay Z's Rock Nation is going to be directing the show. It's like, hmm. oh, yeah, no, I'll probably take Timmy Trumpet and the Stafford Brothers for sure. Yeah, oh, I think so too. I I don't know who any of those people are that you just mentioned going to the NFL. No, neither. So, neither. Um, I'm all about Timmy Trumpet, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I think yeah. so. They must be. It, it's a good platform um, for them sure, to get out, yeah. get out and about. Yep. I think and uh, promote their brand, just like we are. Um, so good luck uh, guys good luck with the big show <laughs> um, uh, and then the whole night was topped off clearly with just Brian Toto being the big cutie we, we, we love him here at the Holy Grail podcast yeah and we do he look he just made him made us love him a bit more I was feeling really down in the dumps that <laughs> South didn't quite get it but yeah it did put a little smile, just a little smile on my face it to did. see Brian go up and propose to his girlfriend. And yeah, it was just nice to see. It was great to see Tall go and uh, purchase a $10,000 ticket to get weird with the boys for a week. <laughs> um, <laughs> baby, this is how I'm asking 
to not talk to you for the next four days. <laughs> I actually think he um, he behaved himself a little bit, Brian. I think he uh, looked after himself a little bit, like going through everything. You don't actually see him pop up very much, and um, yeah, well, I think he's just such a such a good looking dude that he. He kind of just looks normal in all of his photos. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bit like, man, bit he like still LJ. looks so good. And that little, that oh, yeah, most photogenic man he ever. Could, he could be like so sideways, and then camera flash, bang! He, he just looks so looks good. perfect. Gee, didn't Brian look good with that flowing hair, and then just a little bit of blood flowing from his left eye? Just like he looked like a genuine warrior. Yeah, and yeah, God, he looked good. Gave uh, um, gave the missus a good uh, hug and a kiss and and wiped yeah, all of yeah. his blood onto her face. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure I was following him because I was just interested to see like what the Penrith boys were up to. Yeah, and I think they might have had a couple of days to themselves, and then the wives and girlfriends have joined in the last couple of nights, so, or yeah. the last the last night and today or something. Yeah. So look. He's played his cards nicely. He's still going home for a cuddle on day three. So, yeah. look, he's just ticked every box, really. He's he's done the perfect bender. Yeah, no, I think he's I think he's played all his cards right, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, nah, for sure, for sure. You got anything else? I have got one that I'm just just typing into the, <laughs> the document, as you can see. Oh, um, Thurston. Thurston. Um, what are you doing, man? Are you okay? Are you well? <laughs> Are you getting a little bit toey? What was he doing with his tongue? His tongue was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and the mic. <laughs> just, you got one job. Just put the mic in front of the bloke who's just won a in premiership. In front of Isaiah, yo. Captain. He's just looking up, looking up at him with gazing eyes. And then you can just see the producer just oh. yapping in his ear like, Thursday, you got to give him the mic. We can't hear him. And then, the and then he finally fella. gives it to him. And he's just filthy with himself <laughs> the poor fella um look he, he i think he's been put under the pump a fair bit this season and um he loves it i, I think he loves being a part of the the um commentary team and yeah. um he just like loves that. getting but around the boys all right? i think he loves getting around the boys but jesus the poor fella might have had a mi- couple microwave dinners with uh <laughs> with uh, Cam Munster, Reese Walsh, and, and Cheese before coming on the interview. He was in all sorts. He just like tongue out, licking his lips, and and it was like a lizard. It was just going everywhere and big blinking eyes, not putting the mic where he, where he needs to. Oh, poor fellow. I feel for him because I reckon that would have been you know fairly intense. It's like quick, go grab him, go grab him, and it's just like you a lot going on, but. Yeah. The, dude, the dude was so toey just thinking back to when he won won the premiership with, uh, with the oh, Cowboys. he was just hot. He was just... Well, that's all know. I've got for uh, NRL. Congratulations to the Panthers. Um, it was a great game, wasn't it? But, uh, it was. Bad luck, mate. It's uh, glory, glory to all, all, to all, to all. Yeah. <laughs> glory to Brian. Glory to Brian. <laughs> Glory to Brian. <laughs> uh, Alright, cricket. Cricket. Um, well, so, look, I tell you what, 
England's cannot make their mind up at the yeah. moment. They are seriously not keen to come out to the Ashes. No. And then they are, and then they're really, really not. And then they're like, mm, maybe, like, yeah. And then, so in my initial notes, I said apparently England don't want to come out anymore. And they're yeah. meant to be making an official decision on Friday. Um, earlier in the week, it seemed like they were very reluctant to come. But this morning, Joe Root's come out and said, nah, I'm going. So because Captain Joe's going, I Everyone think... Going that everyone should be coming, which thankfully is a really good news. Well, that, that is good um, because I tell you what, I would have struggled to do um, any sort of summer without cricket. I just don't know what I would do, to be honest. And I don't know, yeah, like well, the it's December, sport, January... It's December, January. It's just like, what would you do without Test cricket? Like, yeah, no, you're not. Wrong. It's it's hot outside. I just want to jump in the pool or go for a quick swim, and then come home and sit under the air conditioner and do fucking nothing for five <laughs> days straight. And if I can't do that, then I'm going to be really sad. Well, there was that like the Hello Sport boys were were coming up with their perspective, kind of if. The ashes that don't happen, what can we do? Yeah. And there was chat about New Zealand coming out to... They've got to come over here to do one day as in... Late, late Jan or something, late, I think. Late December, maybe early Jan, mid-Jan. And yeah. um, no, it would have been late Jan, actually. Cause yeah, late Jan. Obviously. Yeah, that's what um, I said. And, <laughs> sorry, I didn't hear. Um, and they... I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate... A five test series against New Zealand. I'd actually probably get around it quite a oh, bit. I would, I would get around it big time. And I know we're quoting a lot of our favourite podcasts here, but the yeah. great cricketer boys, they are just they just always go on about how New Zealand are just treated like absolute shit in the test cricket world. Yeah, they like are. it's literally only England, uh, India, and Australia yeah. who people who like seem to reckon they deserve like four or five test series. I'm pretty sure New Zealand are up against India at like early on, like started December or something. Yeah. But so on like, you know, their home summer, but they only ever get two tests. Like they yeah. never play more than two tests. Even though they're the world test championships, they're literally the best um, team in the world. They can't get more than two tests. So yeah. I would love to see them come over here even us go over there and like like say rather than doing those one dayers in january yeah why don't we go over to new zealand and like why not play them in some test cricket like i just don't know why or even do maybe you could do like two or three tests in australia two or three tests over there yeah it's like one series that could be cool um that could be cool but yeah they just don't really get a look in so poor kano and his boys um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're literally the best in the world, but nah, population's only four, only four million. Like, you haven't been very good. You've only been good for like six years, so nah. Yeah. No interest. Well, to be fair, I'd much prefer it than England at the moment because they just seem like a pack of bitches, to be honest. They're just like... Yeah. And and they're so indecisive and I think that they're, yeah. they're just kind of using any sort of excuse to get out of... Um, 
avoid it. Like they just want to avoid a test without yeah. Ben Stokes and uh, Jofra Archer Joffre because Archer. that is yeah. at this stage going to be the case that Ben Stokes and Jofra Archer will not be traveling with the English cricket team. I'm not I sure believe, why. I believe the squad's coming out in, oh, I think it's early next week. Yeah. Ben Stokes is out for mental health reasons and yeah. he hasn't played any cricket for a while. I don't know. Yeah, probably two or three months, yeah. I think. Probably two months. He pulled out of the... Uh, I think that was, they played against India at in, in England. He pulled out of that series and he's pulled out of the IPL as well. Yeah. And um, Joffre's elbow is no good. He probably... I'd uh, be surprised if he plays test cricket again, to be honest. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's why they're both not coming. And yeah, I don't know. They just... It just seems they're not overly keen to come. And look, at the end of the day, they're going to come out here. It's going to be hot. They're going to get sunburnt. Um, yeah. We're going to bump them. We're going to have, you know, four slips and eight men around the bat. Yeah, And exactly. we're just going to win 5-0. So, fingers crossed <laughs> that all works out. And, yeah, business can... And you know what? We're going to love it. We're going to be sitting there on the couch with our single fins. Yeah under the air conditioner and we're just going to sit there and enjoy every single second of it. So I, I, fingers crossed. I genuinely can't wait. Hey. Yeah. Um, and look, it's getting warmer and I tell you what, the women's cricketers played a test match uh, up at Fortress Metricon. Yep. As the uh, great cricketer boys have been calling it. So Metricon <laughs> Stadium in uh, <laughs> <laughs> that famous cricket ground. Um yeah. And, yeah, it's absolutely pissed down. And they played out what was really a fairly boring draw. India were ahead the whole game. But there really wasn't any chance. They only played four-day tests. And yeah. pretty much more than a whole day was washed out. So yeah, they there was no chance for a result. But I tell you what, it was great to see Australian cricketers in their full whites with baggy greens on out on the field again. Like, I yeah. just... As soon as the footy finishes, like the second the AFL finishes, I can get around the NRL grand final a bit. Yeah. Now I'm just I'm just lost. I've got no sport to watch or follow. <laughs> so I just seeing those sort of pictures just made me feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I just comment on the women's cricket just yeah. quickly? I uh, I don't want to be um, like super aggressive here. You want to be very careful what you're saying. I want to be very careful what I'm saying. But <laughs> why the fuck does India just want to draw tests? It just seems to be a staple of their... Like, they never, ever are content. Like, they never, ever want to go for it. If there's an opportunity to win, they will try and win. Mm. But if that win percentage, like that chance of winning drops before below 50%, yeah, they just go draw as our option here. Okay. So up until about five years ago, I would have said, you're yeah, absolutely right. But yep. I feel like Coley is just like super aggressive these days. And they're, Rishabh they're Punt. Better. They're better. And Rishabh Punt is just such a rare unit that he like just literally doesn't know how to bat time. So he just has to go out there and try and win it. Yeah. And so I feel like the men have started going for it more recently the women yep. have probably they've just got that there's a little bit of lag time there yeah, um, yeah but look give them a few years and like uh sh here's a story for you so shafali verma who is one of 
India's like gun opening batsman. Yeah. She's only like 17 and she's literally one of the best openers in the world. Yeah. When she was like 10 or 11, she had to pretend to be her brother so that she could play a game of cricket. So yeah, like right. she was literally only playing like in the backyard and had to fake who she was to be able to get a game of cricket. It's so grim. India are now sort of starting to like realize that, oh, there's a little bit of value in women's cricket. Like yeah. we can at least let them play. If we let them, like once that sort of starts happening, they're just going to get very, very good, very, very quickly. Yeah, exactly right. And yeah, um, look, that will be very hard to beat then. Very yeah. hard to beat. Hopefully we can just um, keep uh, Alice Perry around and yep. she just dominates like she has been because uh, obviously uh, she became the first Australian cricketer for both male and female to take 300 wickets and score 5,000. It's 5,000, isn't it? 5,000 5, runs. Yeah, international 5, runs, runs in cricket, which is so, so sick. And yeah. um, that is an elite club. You've got a couple that here... It's like Jacques Callis, Freddie Flintoff, um, Wasm Akram, Imran Khan, uh, Ian Botham, Daniel Vittori, and DJ Bravo. Like that, yeah. that is an elite like, company. Holy yeah, moly. Genuine elite company. Um, they're pretty much like all of the best all-rounders ever are pretty much in that group. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that's an unbelievable effort from Elise Perry. And you got to remember she was playing for australia in the soccer at the same time for about four years there so yeah she yeah look i'm pretty sure i've still i still do have her i got a photo with her once when i was like 17 16 17 and i've still got that as my instagram profile little icon so i have seen look, that big love big love for pez um yeah. so yeah congrats to her um uh, yeah, and on. then Back to the men's crickets. I think that's I think that's a wrap on the women's. Yeah. Um, back to the men's cricket. So, pretty much the only good thing happening in Australian cricket right now, because unlike the Poms who actually play a fair bit of cricket, Australian Australians are pretty much just stopped playing any cricket. Yeah. Um. So if you're not playing in the IPL, you're not playing. And currently, Glenn Maxwell is literally the only person going all right. So. He has been killing it for the Royal Challengers Bangalore, RCB. So he's got he's on Coley's team. He's got AB de Villiers and the like. So they're not a, a bad little team. <laughs> not a bad little group. Um, and he scored, I don't know, heaps of runs. He's averaging 40, over 40 at a strike rate of 105. And his last three digs have been 50, uh, 57, 50 and 56 so he's going very nicely, which is really good because as we talked about last time, the World T20 Cup, T20 World Cup, yeah. is only, I think, three weeks away. And currently, Maxi is literally the only player who's playing. So, yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see how we go there. But, yeah, there's something we'll for you. We'll take it, yeah. Um, and, yeah, last little one then. Victoria and New South Wales, they officially can't play anyone else in the Sheffield Shield. Yep. So they're both locked in Victoria and New South Wales. But So they've decided that they're going to just play a few little intra-club matches, essentially. They're just going to play each other like yep. three, four times before Christmas. So, yeah, there's that too. Thank God, because I don't 
have any interest in watching WA South Australia. Like none whatsoever. The only reason that I would consider it was is um, if Sean Marsh was putting on a batting clinic and then I'd kind of jop in, watch 20 minutes and then be bored. Yeah. Cameron um, Green with his tall Cameron runs Green, is yeah. somewhat yeah. interesting too. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, like we said, like we've stated before on this podcast, Tom, tall runs are weird runs. And I, I love Cam Green, but I'm still just slightly in, uncomfortable in that situation. Yeah. And I think that I yeah. just need to ease my way back into it, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. Put him in some green and gold on the Australian tour in front of England, just smoking them down the ground. Absolutely. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Yeah. yeah um, no, but sure. let's move on to Union, Tom. You've got a bit of a write-up here. And I'm I do just have... I'm here because I have I've not actually, watched a single Skerrick of Union. Yeah, so it was, it's actually near impossible to watch a single Skerrick because you would have absolutely no idea that the Union was on. No, they no. had... Their time slot for the weekend was something like 5.30, 6 o'clock kickoff on yep. a Saturday evening when there is literally no other sport on. The AFL's finished, the NRL Grand Finals the next day. And You've there's got a clear no time slot. Perfect. Like, and you would just not know about it. So, yeah. look, first thing, the Batuta Advocate um, used to call them the Rugby Australia's, like, marketing pigeon because yeah. literally the marketing team does as good a job as a pigeon would. So <laughs> it's, and it was, look, it's a bit of a shame in a way. No, I don't really give a shit about union, but I did actually look at like, turn it on, just happened to find it. And I was like, yeah. oh, cool. Here's something to do at the perfect time that you just want to open a beer on a Saturday evening yeah. and sit down and watch something. So sat down, watched it. The Wallabies won four on the trot, which is the first time, I don't know, in years because they've been shit for so long. Um, they beat Argentina 32-17. It was an understrength Argentinian side, though, because I think there was seven, like five players and two staff members, just decided to take a little day trip down to Byron. Um, so fuck. they're based on the Goldie, and they just decided to take a little day trip. And I guess they just, maybe a language barrier, they just didn't understand. They had no concept that they wouldn't be able to get back into Queensland. Yeah. So the day before the test, they just ducked down to Byron for a bit of a day. I don't know. What what sort of activities would you get up to in Byron, do you reckon, Parks? Uh, I don't imagine any that I would be partaking in the day prior to doing another test. Yeah, that was exactly what I was <laughs> <laughs> um, And so maybe it was a good thing they weren't allowed to play, but they weren't oh well, they weren't allowed back into queensland without having to do their 14-day quarantine so yeah well that, they i think they had five players who missed the yeah. game so yeah like I, I like i said we we're not a covid podcast but i actually do not understand the whole idea that you can come into new south wales but as soon as you step foot on new south wales soil you're yeah. not getting back in yeah. um like surely that we can work out a different way that that works. Like if you're going to shut your border, your border shut full stop. That's it. Yep. You know, you can't work well, like coming back and forth, but that's it. Well, I had to go over, me and dad had to go over, um, pick something up uh, for the farm yep. over at Cobram, which is literally just across the border, like an hour from home. Yep. And you genuinely felt like you were trying to smuggle yourself into Mexico. That's how like <laughs> intense it was. There were like... I mean, the lady we had was actually fine, the policewoman. She was like, oh, yeah, no worries. Permits are all good. Go over. But there's, like, 
just lines of cars and lines of police cars and every single person's getting stopped and getting checked and license out and that kind of gear it's weird it's really really weird um but anyway and then little shout out to andrew calloway who's a little strawberry blonde winger for the wallabies um and he looks as though he will slip straight back into his dad's law firm or hedge funding or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. Something that rich people in Sydney who wear uh, RMs and chinos and that kind <laughs> of gear and go, <laughs> go to the rugby union, um, he'll slip straight back into that because he's just this like clean-cut little strawberry blonde dude. But he scored a hat-trick in his seventh match. So, look, shout-out to him. Yeah. And also... South Africa pipped the All Blacks in a thriller on Saturday night. It was the game straight after. So that then makes the Aussies the best in the world, I think, because we beat South Africa twice. So it, despite it, the fact that we logical. haven't despite the fact that we've hardly beaten um the All Blacks in like twenty one years. Oh, I, I think that makes the best I team in the world. I've so I've never heard of us beating the All Blacks, but we're we're significantly better than them now. Yeah. Um yeah. and I don't think that there's any uh, anyone that could argue that to be honest because no, it's just plain I don't logic. think so either I don't think so either so look couple more quick ones to finish up uh, the Wilder and Fury fight is that on this weekend I think it's is it this weekend or is it next weekend I can't uh, I, I reckon it could be have, Sunday it could be this Sunday uh, yeah. that's something for us to do on the weekend I'm excited for that so the, it is the trilogy of the Wilder and the Fury fight um, a bit of backstory to that uh First fight was a draw. It was a there was a massive knockdown in the twelfth round, early in the twelfth round, uh, against Tyson Fury. That um, Deontay Wilder, he thought he'd had it in the bag, and Fury got back up and, and lasted the twelve rounds. And it was a draw, split decision. Uh, it went on to a um, a rematch, and that rematch, Tyson Fury absolutely dominated, uh, just killed him from the first bell. And they're now in a trilogy fight because for some reason, I can't remember what it was, but basically uh, like it was a, a law case that basically stated that Tyson Fury must offer a rematch again in a trilogy mm. fight before he fights anyone else because okay. the belt rightfully owns that. I can't remember what exactly it was. Anyway... Um, I Just don't some think smoky that, mirrors to get people excited about it. <laughs> I don't think that this fight's going to go any different than the first fight. I think that Tyson Fury is going to absolutely box the living shit out of Wilder. I actually don't rate Deontay Wilder. I think he's got he's got massive knockout power, but he's only got two punch combos and that's it. And yeah. he's just been able to to catch someone off guard with his quick. He's got quick hands. Uh, and he can knock a bloke out with one punch, but yep. that's about all he's got going for him. Um, and you've done 12 boxing sessions at Title Shop Boxing, so yeah, you're yeah. all and the I'm about to go expert. to another one, and I'm actually going... <laughs> I reckon I could outbox him if, he, if I was 6'9 and rip-lock him. No, I, um, I just... I don't think he's nearly the boxer that Tyson Fury is, and I think yep. that it's yep. going to go fairly similarly to the, the first fight. So, actually... My, uh, I've just got a bit of a Parks pay packet. Um, mm. Oh, nice. And I think that Tyson Fury is going to win uh, by by knockout or technical knockout. 
Um, and I think it's going to be in, I think, I'm trying to find it again. Group round, but here it is. I think it'll be Tyson Fury wins uh, round seven to nine, which is paying six bucks. So if you multi them together, oh. um, that'll give you a value. It doesn't, won't let you put them together. But it's six bucks to win in the seventh to ninth round. So okay. that's pretty good value, okay. I think. Um, yep. So that's my little take for for there. Uh, I see Excellent. Ben good Simmons. Five. Yeah, uh, I've just got on the notes here. Like Ben Simmons still is not interested in playing for Philly at all. I've read something on Fox Sports News that there's like six clubs that are interested in trading for him. But yeah, shit, we've heard that for the last three years. So who knows what's going on there? But in some slightly more positive basketball news, Josh Giddy, who I reckon he was playing for like Southeast Melbourne or. Yeah. I don't know. He was playing for or Melbourne United or someone in yeah, the NBL last year. Yeah. Um, and he was the number six, seven pick in the draft to OKC. And apparently he's impressed in his preseason match. So yeah, I did there's see something. That. There's another Aussie for us to get around uh, once the NBA kicks off at some stage. Any idea when that is? I don't know the exact date, but it's yeah. like early November, I believe. Or later, yeah. I'm just, it's coming I'm just really soon. worried. It's I'm just really on. worried that now that the AFL and NRLs are finished and that Australia don't really play cricket ever anymore, that we're <laughs> going to run out of content to talk about. So just got to get on the Josh Giddy bandwagon early. We'll find um, something. Yeah, nah, we'll be right. We'll be right. Um, what do we have here? So Josh Giddy actually had 18.7 rebounds and three assists on 67% field goal percentage, which is pretty sick. To be fair. That's good, isn't it? Um, yeah. Nice. So I'm, I'm all about. It. I'm gonna. I'm almost gonna be on the Oklahoma City train just because of Josh Giddy. I think he's just he's be sick. cool. Be cool. Be cool. Um, and then in the NFL, Brady Brady's Buccaneers came up against his old team, the New England Patriots. Yeah. And they just edged them out. So yeah. there's that. Did you see any of that game? No, I did not. <laughs> no, uh, I watched no. the highlights and it was like, yeah, Brady just won. Cool. And yep. then our boys, the Philly Eagles, they couldn't quite conquer uh, Patrick Mahomes' Kansas City Chiefs. They went down yep. 30 to 42. It was an improved performance and Kansas City, I don't know. I know Patrick Mahomes is good. I yeah. assume that means that Kansas City is good because generally yeah, got a good they, quarterback. They've got, got a, a good really, team. Really good coach. Um, yeah. And yeah, look... I've, there's a lot of talk that I've heard out of NFL um, yep. kind of talk shows and stuff like that. Philly, there's they're writing Philly off. They've said Philly, they suck. They are terrible. Don't don't touch them. Don't look at them. Blah blah. blah. Stop writing the boys off. They they're gonna come. They're coming. They're gonna hunt hunt a few teams down. They're gonna catch a bit of momentum. <laughs> look out. Yeah. Um, yep. And we now that there's no NRL just and no NFL. Back in and and cricket's looking bleak as NFL is on the cards. <laughs> it is, it is. I can't even. There's not even any Sheffield Shield going on. I can't no. do anything with my days. It is terrible, no, isn't kidding. it? That'll be right. I might actually have to teach. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Just got, got a couple, couple of ones here. I've got a couple yep. of ones. So, firstly, we just want to announce 
the winners of our six packs uh, from our NRL uh, post. So it was, um, if you didn't didn't see it, we were giving away six packs again for people to guess uh, the the winner and the exact margin, the first try scorer, the Clive Churchill medal, and then something super weird that will occur in the match. Um, now, we haven't actually discussed the super weird thing to happen in the match. Uh, there was someone that did pick something that actually happened, but yep. it's not rare. Now, uh, that... That comment belongs to Sam Price, uh, valuable was member, that? valuable member of our. Oh yeah, no um, doubt, no doubt of our podcast, and uh, he will get a gig on this show at some point, uh, <laughs> one day. But he's put field goal attempt at some point. That is correct. That did happen. Uh, Adam Reynolds had a field goal attempt there late in the game. It did. Um, yep. Don't know how much. I would grant that attempt. It was pretty shocking. It um, was ordinary. Yes, but he he has got it correct. Now, I would that's say that that's enough. that's not weird enough. I'm sorry, that is Pricey. not that is that enough. is as generic as we've as got the come. niceties out of the way. That is as generic as it comes. That is snap. Yeah. Um, um, quick shout out. There was one here that I saw from Kyle Hockley. Now, oh wait, no, someone said it wasn't Kyle Hockley. Someone said that uh, Wayne would actually show a bit of emotion after yeah. the Bunnies win. I think that I, I actually know. said that too. But Did you I say that? Actually, I didn't actually comment it. I said it in. Okay. I sent a message to you, I think, saying Wayne's going to show yeah. some emotion at some point. That's right. That's, right. <laughs> That's where I got it. That's where I got it mixed up. Uh, Hockley said, um, Kyle said Bennett announces retirement after the win. That was yeah. not going to happen. I'm pretty sure he's signed with the new expansion club, the Southport yeah. Dolphins or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Wayne actually did shed a little bit of a tear there at the end. I think I saw he was just wiping his face a little bit. So he did show a bit of emotion. So well, shout to you, Parks. Uh, Keep six back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> um, Steve-O did actually say Wayne Bennett to crack a smile. I can't say that he would have cracked the smile. They lost. That so did not happen. That did not so happen. that did not happen. Um, in terms of rareness, though, I'm going to have to give votes to um, not our favourite Anderson, but could be our favourite Anderson at some point, Tom Anderson. Yep. He's gone yep. with Nathan, Nathan Cleary steps on a piece of gum that a fan has dropped while walking up the race, which consequently results in Nathan having chewy on his boot. While playing, Cody Walker notices this and yells, Chewy on your boot, resulting in Nathan missing all of his conversions and losing the Panthers of the game. That is creativity at its finest. That is good. And Absolutely. I really, I really rate that, even though that didn't come even close to happening. Um, in fact, quite the opposite happened. He basically <laughs> won off his boot. Yes, <laughs> he did. He literally won the Clive Churchill. because. <laughs> so what do you think, Tom? Um, I reckon we'll just give him a crisp high five and I might even buy him a beer if he ever comes up to Wollongong. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, um, so who, who, who's your winners? So firstly... We for eight uh, and I don't think we've announced anyone. So firstly, uh, no one got the exact score, but our closest was, was Toby Lawler. Uh, happy birthday for yesterday, mate. Um, he had Penrith by four. Penrith won by two. No one else really got close. So, yeah, we'll give it to him. So we'll, we'll pay. I think we'll pay that to Toby. So congratulations, Toby. Um, and then it was pretty much a clean sweep. Kel 
has gone with Matt Burton, first try scorer, and Cleary as uh, the Clyde Churchill medalist. And he was the second person to comment. So he goes bang, bang, and gets himself half a slab. So well done, Kel. Yeah. Um, And then we'll we'll award a crisp high five and uh, maybe maybe a little beer here and there uh, to Googly Bear. Googly Bear. (laughs) So there's Um, our winners. And And then, Tom, just to Your last question that you've got here. Uh, Wags and I had a little discussion about this last night. Um, we were just talking about the Penrith boys and, and what's going on over there. A little bit of Moses Leota action. Um, yep. And we we're just now discussing he... yep. the team. Which, which team anywhere in history would you want to go on a bender with after winning a premiership or the Ashes or, or the, the glory of glory? Who would you go with? Um Firstly, like, strong shout-out to the Panthers. They look like they put on an absolute party in clinic. It yeah. looked really, really fun. And they were doing some Mountie bopping um, there on the beach somewhere, listening yeah. to 1-4. Like, there was heaps going on early Monday morning. So, yeah. look, shout-out to them. They really put it on. Mountie bopping on Monday morning is what I've actually titled <laughs> the uh, <laughs> title of the thing. And for those of you who might know what the Mountie Bop is, I'll have to bleep a couple of things out here, but Urban Dictionary says that it's a hard dance move created by Australian drill rappers 1-4 that come from District 27, which is the Mount Druitt District, apparently. Yep. Um, people that do the Mountie Bop are most likely sick or hard <laughs> in the uh, And how you used it in a sentence is, did you see that man doing the Mountie Bop? He's a sick <laughs> I'm sure sounding nothing like my voice, but that's uh, that's how Urban Dictionary summed it up. So quick I'm shout sure out you can to, imagine what's going on there. Yeah, quick shout out to the Penny Panthers boys. Um, look, hard to go past Joey and Maddie Johns. Um, yeah. Very late 90s, like 98 and 2001 or something. They won their two yeah. grand finals with Newcastle. Yeah. Like literally stealing... Um, Daniel Johns the lead singer of Silverchair at the time who was like like Silverchair were huge and the two biggest things coming out of Newcastle at the time were Silverchair and the Johns brothers and Andrews literally rocked up to his house broke into like he's trying to climb through Daniel's window because he lived just up the street and then Daniel's mum comes around and is like Andrew what are you doing? Why you could have just knocked on the door and he's like, "Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, Mrs. Johns. I just came to, I just came to pick up, um, pick up Daniel. I wanted to come sing for the boys down at Mad Monday down at Newcastle <laughs> Leagues Club." And so she's like, "Oh, all right." Knocks on Daniel's bedroom door. Uh, Dan, do you want to come with Maddie Johns down? Uh, Maddie and Andrew Johns down to sing at the Leagues Club. Yeah, okay. So they just literally <laughs> stole him, took him down, and he played a few silver chair songs down there. So I'd have to say those boys. That would have yeah. been that would have been something else. What about you? Yeah. I am gonna go with the the early two thousands, uh, Shane Warne, Ricky Ponting, Matthew Hayden, yeah. Justin Langer yeah. uh, of cricket. Yeah. Where it was like frowned upon if you weren't doing heaps, I think. Um yeah. bit of David Boone action. Um just around that just like, like you know, anywhere from eighties through to like 2005, probably. Yeah, it's just prime time. Because what actually sparked the discussion, Tom, was we were yep. talking about Wags 
had the opportunity to have a beer or two with the Australian cricket team after mm-hmm. they played at Monaco yep. one time. And yep. just we'll just go on through a couple of names and just it just sounded dreary. Um, you know, we talk about like Usman Khawaja doesn't drink because of his uh, religion, which is absolutely fine. Um, yeah, but but you can imagine like having a couple of club sodas sitting there wouldn't be the chirpiest of blokes. Um, and then just you know you can only really rely on the bowling quartet or half of that. Josh Hazelwood, yeah. country boy, he'd be a bit chirpy, yeah. have a few beers. Nate Lyon would be full of stories and a bit yeah. of fun to hang yeah. around. But the rest of them would yeah. be pretty pretty weird. I would have thought. Yeah, and, yeah. and I thought it's, it's just far from like. There's yeah. there's the Savant boys, Labashane and um, Smithy. Like, yeah. I'm sure, like, as much as you'd love to have a schooner with them, like, it's not exactly, it's not exactly Hayden and Langer type alpha games, no. is it? Or like, no. chat like, would quickly. Yeah, and like Gilly, universally regarded as one of the best blokes ever. Mm. Warney, just as your ringleader, like, yeah. It, just one he would just have that many levels and he would just boys, keep on keeping on, on my back and he would he would yeah strap on my back <laughs> <laughs> um but um, yeah like yeah. i yeah. like i like the early cricket and i think that you know um they've taken away a little bit of that it's cricket's such a such a mental like personal game at times that mm. Yep. especially the competitive nature that it is at the moment you've got to be yep. at your tip top condition and drinking is just not an, not an option um, but I kind of miss that old school camaraderie and yep. and you don't actually see like the AFL they never post up anything that they're doing on a mad Monday or very rarely um, yep. you'll only see yep. external people taking videos of them yes. and stuff. I miss yes. as much as I think the boys should put their phones away I loved seeing the the Antics that the Penrith Panthers boys have been getting yep. up to. It was Even just a little. South it was boys. a little look into the inner sanctum, wasn't it? Just yeah. like, oh, yeah. that's these boys. These boys yeah, love doing there. what we love doing, but on yep. a higher level. Yep. Makes them human. <laughs> yeah, makes them makes them somewhat human. Hey, it's just like uh, you you surprise me on how athletic you are on a football field, but you do the same shit as I do. Why can't I be yep. like you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's um, what I've got for you, Tom. We can dream. We can dream. <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, we can. Thanks, Parks. Uh, thanks for thanks for hanging around. Um, we will have an episode out hopefully early earlier next week. We'll get on get in get yep. it done on a Tuesday, um, and we'll get it out for you. We'll have a nice and consistent. We'll have more NFL content for you. I think <laughs> that'll be good. If if, if that's what you're coming back for. Well, yeah, if, you, if you'd like uh, to hear more Philly Eagles content, come around, stick around. <laughs> uh, if you've got anything you'd like us to talk about, send it through. We'll get onto it. We'll do our research and we'll give you our amateur expertise. Um, That's the one. To, to That's the one. Let it just flow over you. Let it dwell. Uh, but it's been a pleasure, Tom. Always a pleasure, never a chore, Parks. Right on, mate. I'll talk to you later. See ya, bye.